it is hot up in here down in Los Angeles. It's me, back for another one with uh, my guest, also me, because we all need a little me time, and I don't mean you need some you time, I mean you all need me time, because I'm fucking great. As you can tell by the confidence I've been drinking, but um, you know, now that I see you're all crawling back for more, um, I'd like to say this podcast is brought to you by Faust and Furious Podcast, which if you remember my friend Gary, the, uh, one of the most uh, raved about guests I've had, episode number 24, if you want to go back and check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, he's got his own podcast now. Uh, I haven't listened to it because I'm a shitty friend. But uh, I have faith in him. Apparently, uh, his only few podcasts so far have been with hookers talking about politics. And Gary's rather educated. And hookers are safe to say not. I don't think I need to listen to the podcast to tell you that. But um, yeah, I'm, I have no doubt it's funny. And if I'm wrong, well, fuck you. He advertised mine, so... And he's off to a great start also. He's got more plays than I did in my first uh, month. But um, yeah, back to me. So um, I'm so good looking, you guys. It's just... Ah, man. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm just like, yeah, you know, you're looking great for 40, even though I'm 26. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm like a low seven, but with enough... Height and confidence, like, whatever, you know? Fucking throwing a button up or whatever girls think is fashionable. Um, so, yeah, this is also brought to you by me with a shirt off. Uh, which I have to be because it's fucking 87 degrees. And this is just starting, dude. It's going to get real bad. Uh, this is also brought to you by my t-shirt. Uh legalize it with a picture of a fetus being burnt at the end of a joint. Uh, And it says legalize it with the G-A-L with a little uh, gradient chromatic color scheme going on for the G-A and A-L for Georgia and Alabama, which enacted those crazy uh, anti-abortion laws. Which, by the way, uh, the district attorney of... A handful of counties in Georgia has publicly said he's not going to persecute anyone seeking an abortion. So that's cool. At least not that entire state is fucked up. It's good to have good to have people like that going on. Um, to find my legalize it shirt, you uh, the concept is by my friend Mike Eaton, and I drew it. Um, but you can find it on his Instagram at the Mike Eaton, E A T O N, one word. And uh, it, the link's in his bio because this podcast link is in mine. And uh, uh, yeah, um, I've been thinking like uh, if I were to commit a murder and be like the sole suspect. And like skip town. They would have to go through. Like everything. They would have to like. 
interview everyone that like knew me, you know, look through where I lived, try to tap my phone or whatever. And then eventually they'd, they'd have to stumble upon my comedy and my podcast. So I think I'm just like, I think that's, that's, I'm, I'm going to blow this up. I got to murder someone. And then I get a bunch of plays by a team of forensicians to listen to my fucking podcast. Like, they would have to listen to every single one to get a little hint to where, like, oh, episode 365, he said that if he killed someone, he'd go to Columbia. Let's, let's check it out there. Like, if I was just missing on the wild, on the run in the wild... Being wild, running wild, you know? And then I started thinking that that's already happened to a lot of people. The worst of which would have to be people in possession of child porn. There's a whole group of law enforcement where where their job is to fucking watch the child porn caught by suspects. Isn't that fucked up? They have to be pedophiles themselves. That'd be like a dream job, though. Like Dexter. Dexter, Dexter, but for... for Dexter the molester. (laughs) I I don't know if you guys know the whole Dexter thing, right? He was, uh... He worked in forensics, but he was a serial killer. And knew how to cover his tracks, and, uh... they don't say this straight up, but the, he was jerking off to the blood samples for sure. So there's probably just a bunch of creeps just like, Ugh. another day at the office. All right, what do we got today? A fucking 12-year-old gets sodomized by a red-hot iron <laughs> crowbar. Nice. Sick fucks. There's so many fucking pedophiles. It's Pride Month, and I've just been thinking like, it's statistically there's as many. I'm. This is not me or my bias here. This is, these are statistics done by people that are. I'm not gonna say smarter than me, but more. Uh, more have a bigger network than me, that say that there's about or more. The amount of pedophiles as there are homosexuals. And homosexuals make up like less than... Either less than 10 or 5% of the population. Either way, that's a very small... Small portion. Although I guess it's big enough to call it normal. So whatever. Fucking happy pride, by the way, everyone. You fuck buttholes. Be proud of it. Whatever. I don't give a shit, dude. Fuck anything you want. Just as long as it doesn't scream and cry. Like, if you're gonna... We'll get back to my legalized bestiality argument. Like, if it's fucking... If it's not running away from you... All right. You know? Go to town on that goat. I'm not trying to... Except if you're ISIS. You don't deserve that. Stop blowing shit up. But then again, you know... Do you. (laughs) Do you, ISIS, you... Is that even a thing anymore? Apparently, we beat them, and then... But, like, we did it. We, like, America said that we beat them, but we didn't. They're just over there like, fuck the West. 
Which, by the way, a lot of uh, a lot of Americans talk shit on the West in terms of California. Like people hate on California, which which is stupid. Like, okay, California is the best state, no question. It's like. A giant Hawaii, except it's connected to everything else and you have to fly six hours to get there. And the weather's always nice. I mean, as long as you got AC. Right now it's fucking killing me. But I mean, it's got so many, so many pros living in California. And the, the only con, the only con is that fucking rent is a kick in the nuts. To which I can only surmise, if you don't like California, you're fucking poor, or you have no faith in yourself to ever become successful. So, uh, yeah, California is the the best state. Uh, Let's see. So, I went to to Vegas last weekend with Mike. And uh, so, Mike works for a a coaching company for loan officers, which... uh, uh, if some of you guys might know, I, I used to do uh, mortgages for uh, for a couple of years, and so I have, a, I have like a basic idea of I, I'm working sales and stuff. And so Mike was like, "Hey, you want to come with me to Vegas? My boss is like paying for everything." And uh, yeah, da, da. and I'm like, "I mean, yeah, that sounds fun. Okay, like to get the old sale sales wheels spinning again. Sure, why not?" And um, I, I didn't really think about it much. And then it was like a week away. And I was like, we're still doing that, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, we're, you're, uh, we're all going to drive together. And uh, I'm like, I still have no fucking idea what we're doing. But uh, I ended up flying there because I'm not trying to sit in a car for fucking five hours with people I just met. Let alone be in a car for fucking five hours. So, uh, yeah, I flew because... My stepdad's a fucking pilot now, so that's cool. Which I have no problem admitting. I lived my whole fucking life without getting free shit or handouts or anything. So I think at the ripe old age of 26, I can accept a little something. I can accept a little discount from, for airplanes and not feel bad about it. All right? You with me? Uh, so anyways, I, didn't, uh, I, I still wasn't sure what we were going to do. He was like, you're, Mike was like, you're just going to help me sell or like give fucking sell coaching was the main thing they're trying to get people to sign up for this virtual coaching for loan officers and so a lot of what I was having to do was like hand out flyers and charging cables with the company name on it and just basically a little promotion and uh they had like this little booth at this convention in Vegas where people had paid a good amount of money to participate in this is fucking boring, but anyways, so I was like, <laughs> I was like, we finally, as I get there and uh, he's like, oh, come to this strip club. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like, uh, I, he, we're there for work and I'm telling my girlfriend, like, no, I'm not going there to party and shit. And I show up and he's like, yeah, we're going to a strip club. We're already here. They bribed me not to leave. So I, I come there 
And I'm like, dude, I'm sober. I have no idea what we're doing. And now we're in a strip club. And all right, so what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? And, and he's like, oh, just, just be yourself, man. And I'm like, that's the worst fucking advice. You know me too. What the, what the fuck? Do you just hate your boss? And he's like, no, no, it'll be fine. Trust me. And I'm like, I mean, all right, like, I'll fucking, I'll take your word for it. Just tell me what, how to not make you look bad or piss off your boss. You know, I don't, he's paying for the room and shit. Very nice room at the Palms. Taking me out for a, taking me out for several amazing dinners to where I almost teared up at the pure ecstasy felt by my taste buds. So I'm not trying to take advantage of the situation. But, um, yeah, I guess long story short, I, I was supposed to be down there by 7 or 8 a.m. the next day. And I was like, whoa, you never mentioned that. That's, I would literally, if I could only do stand-up comedy at 7 or 8 in the morning, I would fucking quit. I wouldn't quit comedy for a billion dollars. But if I had to wake up at 7 or 8 in the morning, uh, later comedy, I'll find something else to do. Jesus. So I ended up coming down at like, I don't know, fucking like after after 12 every day. And uh, I don't know. I, I felt kind of bad. So... Like, I felt like I wasn't doing my part. He bought me like, a, like two pairs of shoes. We all had matching shoes for a... They were red, you know? And that's, that's like a power move. When you got red shit on, that draws the attention. So his boss knew what he was doing. A little subtle psychological peacocking and shit like that. I hope you can't hear me breathing too hard. I'm fucking out of breath, dude. It's hot. I'm walking around in circles. But, uh, so I have this conversation with Mike the, the second to last day where I was like, hey, I don't want to be taking advantage of this situation. This guy's just buying me all this shit and I'm not, I'm like standing there for like a couple of hours handing out charges and shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I tried to go up to him and be like, hey man, I feel bad taking any, he cut me off and he was like, hey, I don't know, it's all good. I don't think you knew what I was going to say even. Actually, I don't even think you knew what I just said there. But I'm not going to repeat it. Or even explain it. You know, maybe I should go back to just having guests. But so it was the second to last night. Um, we talked about it a little bit. And uh, he was like, you know, I think if you just... This is the last day he's going to be speaking, so the heat's going to be on, and uh, you know, just, if you just grind it out for the last day, I think it'll all be good. And I was like, okay, fine, yeah, that's cool. So let's, uh, let's make it an early night, and I wake up on time, and I'll be down there by fucking nine. That's, that's close enough to seven or eight. And uh, so we were, at, we were at the casino at uh, New York, New York. I had 10 bucks in my wallet. My debit card wasn't working. So I just 
Went with that. Went up to 40 bucks. Quadrupled my money. Lost it all. Whatever. I lost 10 bucks. And I'm like, all right, Mike, I'm ready to go. And uh, he's got his weed pen on him because, of course, he does. And uh, he's like, yeah, you want to hit this? And I'm like, sure. We're just about to go to sleep. And um, I hit it uh, twice. And it didn't really feel much. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, it's not really hitting. He's like, oh, no, you got it. You gotta really suck this one. You gotta treat it like a fucking in and out milkshake. Except he wouldn't say that because he's a fucking Whataburger cocksucker from Texas. But I take a fat hit and then I'm immediately way too high. Which isn't a problem because we're about to go home and go to sleep. But uh, we're still in the casino so I can't wait to get out of there. Surrounded by people and shit. And um, so he, so Mike's, uh, he gets all exciting. He's like, Dude, let's go on the roller coaster. And guys, I've never been on a roller coaster before. And I'm uh, not too fond of heights. But uh, I wasn't about to tell Mike that. So I was just like, uh, yeah, sh- okay, cool, sure. As I'm metaphorically shitting my pants. Which is a real step up from literally shitting my pants, which I've done... Way more times than I like to admit. And as we're walking there, I'm like coming up with shit to try to get out of it. Like, ah, you know, it's nah, it's probably closed or it's probably not even that fun. Too expensive. Blah, blah, blah. And Mike's just like, oh, no, it'll be good. We're doing this. And then we, we, we get to the point where he's about to pay and I'm just like, all right, dude. Uh, I've never been on a roller coaster, and I really don't want to fucking do this. And, and he's like, "What? You never been on a roller coaster?" Yeah, no, yeah, I really don't want to fucking do this. And he's like, "Oh, well, Mike being the, Mike sounds like an asshole on the podcast, but in reality, he's like a nice guy, which to a fault. Like, if I wanted to siphon all of his money out of him, I totally could. But, <laughs> but I was like, uh, he was he he was like uh." Oh, dude, if you want to, uh, if you really don't want to go on this that bad, like, we don't have to go. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm not a fucking pussy. I'm just telling you I really don't want to fucking do this. <laughs> I'm just going to complain, basically, is what I'm saying. And uh, he's just like, well, all right. And so we get, he gets the tickets. And uh, I'm like, all right, this is real. And I'm low-key freaking out. And... We get through the line, and I'm trying to relieve my uh, my fears by making jokes and shit. Like the the first one takes off, and then the one that was on right before pulls off like ten pulls up like ten seconds later. Like the first thing goes off, and then the the second one pulled up, and then I was like, oh, that was fast. You know, stupid fucking dad jokes. And then I'm like, all right, let's. Like, oh, what if what if they just came back with all their heads missing? Just blood everywhere. Like, just trying to think of the worst case scenario. Like, I, I honestly, I, I didn't, I've never been on a roller coaster. I, don't, I didn't know what was going to happen. And um, we're, we're talking really loud, and we're being hilarious because we're us, and people are laughing and stuff. And then Mike's like, let's wait for the, the next group to leave so we can be at the very front. And I'm just like, uh, okay. Like, I'm just trying to get this over with, I'm thinking. 
And then uh, it, the next one comes, we get up front, and then the fucking anxiety starts kicking in. The weed anxiety starts fucking me up the ass. And I'm like, okay, we're at the very front. The person I'm in the seat with is fucking almost 400 pounds. Sorry, Mike, I'm rounding up. And I'm a piece of shit, and I probably deserve to die. This is going to be the time where it fucking... Mike's going to break it on a turn. It derails. We're going to fly off, lose limbs. And then I go to, like, close the the bar that, that like... It's supposed to be on the outside of your knees. Like, you hold your legs together. And I close it down, and <laughs> I put it, it, like, between my knees. So my legs are, like... Sp- sprawled out and I'm like oh shit now this is how I'm gonna die I'm not seated properly and then I start thinking like why am I afraid of going in a different speed and trajectory than normal when it's so much more likely I will die in the uber ride home statistically speaking than it is on this roller coaster and then I start hating myself for getting mad at something when there's statistic against my fears and there's a just a whole ball of emotion that was just just <laughs> just being high and doing stuff it's not my cup of tea so uh the lady comes over they fix it i get i get the the leg holder thing on correctly and then it starts going and i'm like all right whatever like there's kids on this ride there's old people on it what a, like this this is going to be fine it's probably just a little sightseeing thing like uh like the beginning of Jurassic Park at Universal Studios when it's just, you know, you're looking at all these dinosaurs and then there's just one drop and then, oh, big deal. Which honestly was also, I wasn't a fan of. But, uh, so we, we the, the cart comes out and we're going forward and then I see the fucking ascent. And it's like, in my mind, it was probably like, like, Half a mile. <laughs> it was so... It just We were just going up like... My, I was like le- basically laying on my back in my seat as we were going up. And I'm like... I fucking lose it. And I'm just, I'm just like... Dude, fuck you, Mike. I hate you so much. I wish we were never friends. I wish I'd never met you. I wish I was never born. I wish we never came to Vegas together. There's two girls sitting behind us laughing their fucking asses off. And... um I was, we were being so loud about my situation that I'm pretty sure half the card knew what was going on. And so there are probably people having a good laugh at my expense. And then we just get to the top and uh, it stalls for a second and I see the steep downward track that I'm about to embark on. And I'm just like, oh shit, fuck. And I cover my eyes and I feel myself drop and, I, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> making weird fucking noises that I didn't even know I was capable of. And then I just kind of like go limp and I'm just like, okay, whatever, ready to die. <laughs> so I submit to the will of this metal machine that's launching me through space and time. And, uh, I, it, like, I, it, and then it stops for a second and I'm like, oh, it's over. And I peak, we're so high up. And then it goes backwards and, Fucking, I can tell we're upside down and stuff. And I'm just, like, sitting there, like, trying to meditate. Like, de- like mentally detached from the fact that I'm on this. And uh, Mike 
loves seeing me in in pain. <laughs> because I'm so good looking. <laughs> and and like he's he just loves seeing me struggle. And uh, he even said it to me before we we went on the thing. He's like, hey, "I don't know what's wrong with me, but uh I think that might make me a bad person, but I'm really enjoying your severe anxiety right now. And uh, a big part of me was just like, you know what? You got me a free Vegas trip. I owe this to you. <laughs> and So I'm like, I start laughing at one point, forcing myself to laugh while I'm just spinning, going upside down, flying all kinds of directions. And um, we finally land... And get back to the the base. And everyone just heard me freaking out this whole time. And then uh, we, as we stop, I'm just like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then Mike just loses his shit. And he's laughing hysterically. and Which he continued to do for another 15 minutes. Crying laughing. And you guys have heard Mike on the podcast before. It's, it's deafening. And... Uh, I was like, yeah, I'd make a great rip. <laughs> I'd make a great rape victim. I just closed my eyes, went limp, I barely felt a thing. And then, uh, yeah, we went, we went back to the to the hotel, and he's like, yeah, aren't aren't you glad you did that though? Like, you got no, no, I wasn't totally no, totally not glad I did that. Not a fan. I mean, I'll do it again just to not be like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. Like, fuck you. No one's comfortable doing a lot of shit. Don't be a fucking pussy. And then we get back to the, the hotel. And this, we're in the elevator and there's like a bunch of girls in there and this guy's... Uh, this guy, like, I, I discovered a new type of people that I hate. Guys that hold the elevator door open like it's a fucking door. You know what I mean? When, they, when there's, like, a bunch of people and he's like, oh, like, yeah, you guys first. And he'll fucking crouch down, bend his knees, press his, the, like, tricep and forearm against where the elevator door would be coming in from. Like he's holding, like he's putting effort into it. Like, dude, it's a fucking, there's, a, there's not a pressure sensor until it gets too far closed. There's a, it's just a light sensor. If you're standing in the middle, that's not going to do anything. Just fucking hold your hand out. Don't make it look like you're like, uh, like fucking putting effort in. If you are, it's a waste of effort if you are putting effort in. So, uh, Fuck people who do that don't hold elevator doors open just fucking extend a hand like a like a hitler salute but with like a thumb facing upwards so it's just kind of like right this way sir then you can then you look like you're directing something you're like here you go after you that's like polite but like just dude i don't i know someone i know a bunch of you are hearing this and be like i've seen that guy where they're just like they're Getting down and just like, oh, I got this. I'm like, dude, there's no fucking, there's no muscle involved in making sure a, a sensor. The, the, 
a sensor doesn't close a, two metal doors on your limbs. There's, if they made it that easy, people would be suing for millions left and right. There, the elevator's two jobs are to move you up and down and not murder you. And they, they're really good at not murdering you. I, don't, I haven't heard of many people who have died in an elevator. In recent times, at least. All right, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I was talking to this girl the other night who, who said everything happens for a reason. And this wasn't the first time I've heard that or the first time I've gotten in this exact argument. But it was the first time I got this response. Because I was like, oh, everything happens for a reason? What about rape? And she was like, well, no. That's, I don't know why that happens. And uh, usually people, I don't know. Everything doesn't happen for a reason. But in, if you think that everything happens for a reason, except for rape, then you should really restructure your philosophy to, uh, uh, well, sometimes things happen because uh, another thing caused it, and then the, uh, there's no... And then you should just trail off, because there's no fucking... Nothing happens for a reason. There's a cause and effect thing. I mean, if you get raped, it's because someone is fucking crazy and raped you. Is that it? Is reason good enough for you to justify the ends of the means? I don't know. Speaking of rape, having a girlfriend is awesome. If you're ugly. If you're not, uh, kind of a cock block. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to get laid with a girlfriend. But uh, I want to. I want to end this with uh, with some nobility. All right. I got a message to the fellas. All right. I don't even, if there's girls that listen to this, fuck yeah, thanks. But to all the guys, just try to have sex with every girl you meet. Hear me out. Because uh, being in a great relationship is fucking amazing. The only thing that could compete with that is having sex with a bunch of random hot girls. And you probably can't do that because look at you. But you probably can, because most of you are my friends. But, I mean, you got to hit on girls to do either. Like, I had to hit on a lot of people to find my girl, right? Don't settle for the girl who makes you come like you're, you're lifting furniture. Just like, Ugh. All right. We got that couch in the back. You got to... You got to find the one that makes you come like you're a slaughtered wildebeest. Just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's better. It's so much better when you come and you don't wish that your dick ejaculated bullets and you're like, that was amazing. Happy to be here. Like shit, my girl got a good pussy. It feels like spaghetti. <laughs> Feel like, feels like spaghetti packed into a, a Pringles can. You just, 
compressing it. All them textures. Yo, hey, guys, you ever... You ever fucking a girl and you can kind of like sonar what their vagina looks like just based on the feeling? I'll come down to a few distinct textures. We got the worm's throat, where it's smooth. We got the... uh, the delayed wedding dress, where you can feel ripples. We got a sponge coral reef, where there's a lot of different things going on. Uh, and uh, that's, not, that's not counting tightness. But I feel like there's a... I should, I should expand on that. What are you talking about? The sprinkle... Like, a, okay, we got, we got the... Uh, the gauntlet of buttered up leprechaun hands. The uh, the octopus that has been trained in jujitsu, and where you stick your dick in that fishbowl, it just fucking latches on. I don't know. I'm gonna end this with a political message. Uh, a medical political message. Birth control should be over the counter. And uh, 